You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at Blueberry.com. It's like a blueberry without the E's. So B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Our 27th year on the air. Thanks for tuning into tomorrow. This for the weekend of Friday, February 11th, 2022, Valentine's weekend. Or Singles Awareness Day weekend. Yes. Either either one. Whatever you're celebrating, we thank you for tuning into tomorrow. As the announcer dude said, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. You sure? Yeah. All right. Have we reminded you yet this hour, I don't think so because we just started this hour, to always check your spam filters because you never know what important emails might be stuck there. And back up your important data frequently and regularly. Am I being repetitive and redundant? Yes. Well, that's a good thing when you talk about backup. And the other important tip we should add to all this, because it's just as important, is to make sure all of your operating systems are always updated. Your yeah. phone operating system, your computer operating system, because at least with computers, you know, any PC, Microsoft sends out security updates every week, yeah. which tells you how secure their, their system is anyway <laughs> if they have to release security updates every week. Very true. Sad. But true. We got Samuel Jackson. No, I mean Samuel in Jackson, Tennessee, (laughs) waiting in a few minutes after tech news and commentary. The U.S. Federal Communications Commission voted to revoke the authorization for China Unicom's U.S. unit to operate here in the United States, citing national security concerns. The agency's four commissioners voted unanimously to revoke the license for the American subsidiary of China Unicom saying the company could access or reroute American communications and engage in spycraft. Spycraft. Not spying, but spycraft. The commission also accused China Unicom, one of China's largest mobile service providers, of misleading the agency and Congress. The FCC has also started similar revocation proceedings against two other Chinese companies, Pacific Networks Corp., and ComNet USA, LLC. Hmm. So when we tell you, don't be using Huawei phones and things like that, or in this case, Unicom services, there are good reasons for that. Well, that's exactly why you know, all the, the Olympic athletes were told to use burner phones while yeah. they were over there. <laughs> exactly. I mean, what do you think that is? It's, it's for your own safety. And people will say, yeah, but I, I don't have anything to hide. Well, that's not the point. They can get into your phone. They can get yeah, into your if computer. if you've got any passwords or credit mm-hmm. card numbers or anything stored in your phone, all that's fair game. Yeah, it's not like you're going to be sexting and you and somebody's worried about who the, what they're going to see or something. No, it has nothing to do with it, although they may get a few chuckles out of yeah. those things. Well, it's like, it's like I've always said. If people want to get into my phone and look at my pictures or get into my computer and see my browsing history, <laughs> more power to them. Yeah. They're going to see how boring my life really is. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Shopping on TikTok, WeChat, Facebook, and other anti-social media platforms is on track to grow, wonderful, from $492 billion last year to 
trillion dollars by 2025, creating growth potential for small and newer brands that, according to an Accenture survey, millennial and Gen Z consumers are forecast to generate 62% of that growth, while China currently leads the trend with 80% of social media users shopping on corresponding platforms. Hmm. Have you ever shopped uh, well, first of all, you don't do much anti-social media anyway, no. but you go to TikTok. Have you never bought anything on TikTok no, or if, Facebook? If, if I scroll to a video on TikTok and I see that little buy button or shop button, I just I, I say, oh, that's an ad. I just go right past it. <laughs> just I, try to, scrolling. I try to get through those ads as quickly as possible. Yeah. And the same thing with Twitter. You know, if it, look underneath the, the tweet and if it says promoted, it, of course, it's an ad. Keep going unless you really are interested. But watch that from WeChat, which is mostly a thing in China. Uh, Facebook, but all other social media is really jumping on that. Well, at four hundred ninety-two billion, just last year, on just those social media platforms, they're making a killing. Uh-huh. So don't let you be part of that killing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, going back to my point about making sure that all your operating systems are updated, according to a report from ZDNet, Apple's release of iOS fifteen point four beta two fixes a bug that may have recorded interactions with Siri on some devices, regardless of whether you opted out. The bug, which was first introduced in iOS 15, automatically enabled the improved Siri and dictation setting that gives Apple permission to record, store, and review your conversations with Siri. Apple told ZDNet that they have since deleted any recordings collected in connection with the bug, because, Mm. of course, you can trust when Apple says that. Of course, yeah. Uh, And uh, the company apparently reportedly turned off the feature for many users when it released iOS 15.2, but they say they fully fixed the bug in the second beta of iOS 15.4. Interesting. So, again, make sure your iOS devices are updated. (laughs) Yeah. All your OSs is. Yeah. Whatever it might be, whether it's Apple or PCs or otherwise. The only the only thing you should wait, I think, in my opinion, on updates are the major updates. If they go from like an iOS 15 to iOS 16, give that one a few days to, to see what everybody else says and see True. get the bugs worked out. But you if, don't want to be the guinea pig right. on those. But if, if, if it's the same version you have but a different point number, mm-hmm. do it because it's most likely going to be security updates. As we saw in person, digital health technology was on display this year at CES 2022. It included apps and wearable monitors that support mental and behavioral health care, digital therapeutics, weight management systems, sleep monitoring technology, and even an infant monitoring system. Expert panels discussed how to use health technology to support health equity, bias in artificial intelligence, mental health, and several other topics. So even though they were all poorly attended, because CES itself was so poorly attended, there was still a lot of that kind of health tech on display, most of which you hear every week on the show when our health tech correspondent Alfred Poor reports on cool new health tech. The Internal Revenue Service is dropping a controversial facial recognition system that requires people to upload video selfies when creating new IRS online accounts. The agency said, quote, the IRS announced it will transition away from using a third-party service for facial recognition to help authenticate people creating new online accounts. The transition will occur over the coming weeks in order to prevent larger disruptions to taxpayers during filing season. During the transition, the IRS will quickly develop and bring online an additional authentication process that does not involve facial recognition. 
Of course, privacy and civil rights advocates and lawmakers from both major parties have objected to the system. The IRS wasn't demanding the ID.me verification for filing tax returns, but it was requiring it for accessing related services such as account information, applying for payment plans online, requesting transcripts, and the child tax credit update portal. So if they're not going to do that, facial recognition, which is pretty secure... What are they going to do? That's what they're saying. They're, they're now coming up with a, an alternative to the facial recognition. Yeah. Probably some other kind of CAPTCHA where you're going to have to you know, select uh, everything that contains a bus or something. Oh, you know? <laughs> but that doesn't prove it's yeah, you. This is true. So that's the problem. It's your identity that they're trying to verify. Well, I mean, it may go back to the, you know, the way it was years ago. I remember when um, in the early days of the Internet, the only way to verify identity was to put in like your credit card information. And then uh-huh. you know, apparently then like we'll charge a penny and then take it back or something. I don't, but yeah. yeah, once you verify that it was received yeah. and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's interesting. We'll see. Perhaps finally an advantage to the home of having an electric vehicle. Ford's new electric F-150 Lightning has a bi-directional battery and the ability to store 131 kilowatt hours of energy that can provide emergency power to a home for up to three days. The intelligent backup power system can turn on automatically should the grid go down. I read a story a couple of months ago about how that saved a wedding. Really? It was a wedding, I think it was at the reception at night, and the, the reception hall apparently lost power. Mm-hmm. One of the people attending the wedding had one of those F-150 electric vehicles, went out, got the truck, plugged lights or whatever, and, and I guess music into the truck and saved the wedding party. Wow. <laughs> Pretty interesting. Yeah. Of course, then he couldn't drive anywhere because his truck had no more juice. Right. Of course, I also wondered when I was reading it whether that was a real story or if it was like a PR you know, story kind of sent out by Ford. Ah, see, could have been that. Yeah. You never know. More and more vehicle companies are charging subscriptions. You want to remote start your car? You got to pay eight, nine, ten bucks a month to do it. Or so, I mean, come on, people. You know, you're spending a lot of money on a new car to begin with. And then they want to nickel and dime you to death on these subscription things just to have a little other benefit here and there. They well, should include that. Yeah, I agree. But that's that's where at least, you know, you hope companies like Directed don't go anywhere with, with their Viper systems and, yeah. and other remote start systems that you can at least add into the vehicle afterwards. That's true. I mean, you pay a monthly fee for that, but that's because the connection is via LTE. So it's a cell phone connection. But you're basically paying for the monthly cell phone service to be able to go in and do various things. Right. Well, and I think with the Viper system, you can even use it without the subscription because yeah, you, know, you, can. It, you just have to be closer to the vehicle because it, then it's using RF from the remote. Right. Yeah, the remote works for up to a mile away. But if you want to use the app and start your car from halfway around the world or something, yeah, then you've, you've got to subscribe. But it, I just think it's these big companies oh, yeah, that are taking such advantage of us consumers. They're looking for every way they can to make a, make a penny off you. Yeah, it's, it's just sad. As if Facebook isn't intrusive enough in our lives, their parent company, Meta, is developing the AI Research Supercluster. This is a supercomputing system using artificial intelligence technology. NVIDIA and Pure Storage are working with Meta to build the cluster, which is meant to power their Metaverse applications. Wonderful. Hmm. So they are already intrusive. Now they're going to be even more intrusive. Right. Call of Duty fans who've been worried what Microsoft's pending $68.7 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard means for the future of that franchise on PlayStation can breathe easy. Microsoft President Brad Smith wrote in a blog post, 
Microsoft will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles available on PlayStation through the term of any existing agreement with Activision. And we have committed to Sony that we will also make them available on PlayStation beyond the existing agreement and into future so that Sony fans can continue to enjoy the games they love. He says we're also interested in taking similar steps to support Nintendo's successful platform. We believe this is the right thing for the industry, for gamers, and for our business. You think? I think they're just saying that to try to get the approval to, to of for this course. acquisition. Of course. You know, they're going to obviously say, no, of course, it's a win-win-win. Trust us. <laughs> yeah. Anytime somebody says, trust us, you know there's a problem. Now, of course, they didn't say that it won't cost more on those other platforms, no, which, of no. course, is, is always possible. That's And very likely, yeah. as a matter of fact. Samuel in Jackson, Tennessee, listens online and participating. We love you for it with the free Into Tomorrow app. Hello, Samuel. I have a question regarding my outside security cameras. I can view them inside of my mobile app on my smartphone, but I was wondering if there's a way that I can somehow view them on my laptop at home. I can't find any information from the manufacturer. Thank you. You guys are great. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you for those kind words, Samuel. Unfortunately, we won't be able to tell you without knowing the make and model of your cameras. The real answer is that any camera can be broadcast to an app, has the capability to broadcast to a browser, and that's most likely how it was tested during development, for example. But whether that ability is exposed to the end user is another matter. Some manufacturers send all of their data straight to their servers with no options to reach the local network. And they do that to make it easier for an end user to access the cameras from anywhere. Others do it to be able to charge a subscription fee to make them available anywhere, kind of like we were talking about with the the vehicles. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Oh, you want to see that? That'll cost you. Yeah, and and of those, only some will provide an app. Others will allow you to log into their website and see the camera. Now, there are others that will allow you to play back the video on your home network without requiring that it go out anywhere else. Those can typically be played easily on laptops, but require more of a setup on mobile apps. Think setting up servers and ports and port forwarding rather than just logging in. Now, depending on which cameras you bought, the manufacturer may fall into any of these uh, subcategories. So without knowing more, we won't be able to tell you if you can access your cameras from a laptop. But if the manufacturer isn't advertising the feature, odds are it doesn't exist. Yeah, we, we frequently test many different cameras and systems here in our studios. For example, we've got uh, Rio Link, which is currently one of my favorites because it follows motion. So I had somebody in my office the other day, and I had the monitor on on a laptop and just have it there so I can keep an eye on our cars, for example. And she says, your camera just moved. I went, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh, because it does that. It follows cars going by or action or somebody approaching the walkway or what have you. Uh, So Reolink is one that not only can I see on an app on my phone, but also in this case, as Samuel's asking, on my laptop or tablet. Yeah, that's uh, why as I'm, as I'm leaving all the time and it's following me, I always shoot at a peace sign. Yeah. You know. I, funny, I don't see two fing- uh, more than one finger. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's always a peace sign. Right, right, right. Um, now, there are others, too. We have an eagle eye system that frequently goes down. But we can access that on a mobile phone or a computer 
You can bring it up on a browser. Uh, so when we're talking, Samuel, about needing to know the make and model, uh, that's often the case. Um, I don't think we can ever bring up any of the Ring cameras on a browser, for example. I think it's only using the Ring app. If I'm not mistaken, I've, I want to say I brought my Ring cameras up on a browser. Did in the you? Past. Okay. They're, since they're generally battery-powered cameras, it's not something you can leave on all the time. Right. But you can right. at least bring it up and see quickly what it is. Okay. The, the I, live I just not have have not done that with the couple of Ring cameras that don't work half the time. Anyway, um, or the Simply Safe camera that works about twenty five percent of the oh time. Oh God, Simply Safe! <laughs> what a joke! They're really simply stupid. I'm afraid yeah. uh, because don't invest in Simply Safe, folks. You know that's that's money wasted for sure um but we do have a couple of other cameras what's another one that i'm thinking of oh easy viz uh e-z-v-i-z easy viz Uh, we can open on in a browser as well as on the app so again you see the point we're trying to make here that depending on the camera make and model whether or not you could also view it on a laptop for more details be sure to check us out at intotomorrow.com Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. Tell us the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. And let Best MedCare do the work. For you. Welcome back to Into Tomorrow. I'm Cameron Graveline. We really love getting more app calls, so please let us hear you on the show. Now, here's Dave. Wow. I always get so motivated when I hear Cameron uh, tossing it back to us from a commercial break. And, you know, when he talks about uh, calling and participating, you got to be reminded. Call in, win stuff. Thank you. You de-aged him. I did. But I love that one. That's got to be my favorite little piece. Because he's just so cute. What can I say? By the way, I'm his grandfather, Dave Graveline. I'm his father, Dave Graveline. And don't forget... You're you're his father, Dave Graveline? (laughs) Did I say that? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm his father, Chris Graveline. Okay, just straighten that out. Dave is my middle name. Yeah. So I was kind of right. Anyway, um, don't don't forget... Yeah, it's been a long show. Don't forget you can hear Into Tomorrow 24-7 on our website and in our free app. We stream the last several weeks of Into Tomorrow nonstop with the help of our friends at StreamGuys.com. Stay tuned. We'll be chatting soon with Carl Holler. What's this we stuff? Okay, well, You're you, going to talk to him? I, I'm the silent partner. I'll be sitting quietly. <laughs> so you'll be chatting with Carl Holler. He's a partner with IBM Consumer Center of Competency. He'll be talking about advancements such as AI as well as what's next for the retail 
industry. Really pretty cool stuff. So if you're curious about how you are likely to be shopping soon, you want to stay tuned for that interview coming up after the next break. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's time for our history major. IFA is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With this week's look back at IFA's historic past. Here's Chris Grave live. IFA history, IFA, IFA history. In 1936, at the Olympic Games in Berlin, the first electronic camera was tested, named Television Canon. The lens alone weighed about 100 pounds, and the whole camera was about six feet long. Wow. The images were received in 28 television parlors. As this was deemed insufficient, another technology during the Games saw a world first, the projection onto big screens. Wow. Two halls were equipped with TV projection. More than 100,000 people watched the Olympics on the big screens and another 50,000 in the TV parlors. That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. Do you have a picture of that on this week's uh, tech history? Uh, I don't think no, so. No, because it's IFA history. Yeah. But, yeah, what a shame, because it's a really cool-looking camera with a humongous heavy lens. And just think the resolution on that wasn't anywhere near the resolution on the camera you carry in your pocket that's inside your phone. Yeah, well, of course not. That's, that's pretty bizarre. We were talking about uh, your son, Cameron, and his fun announcements. Hey, everyone. Cameron Graveline here. Remember, call in, win stuff. Thank you. See, that's more current, but this is still my favorite. Call in, win stuff. Thank you. I kind of get the idea that people should call in and win stuff. Thank you. (laughs) Do you think? (laughs) Because we got tons of stuff, so do just that. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills just pour them in and hero does the rest so easy to use and saves me so much time i never miss a dose i'm never late for a dose anymore and that is so critical to me what i like best about my hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use and i don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget did i take that pill or not because it reminds me it alerts and dispenses with the push of a button plus hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver hero is amazing but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their hero from the convenience of your phone i feel better than i have ever felt simply because i have this device try hero risk-free for 30 days if you don't love it you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Welcome back into Tomorrow. Dave Graveline with you and now our 27th year bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech, be they products or services, gadgets or gizmos, whatever the case is, it's evolving technology. We cover it here on Into Tomorrow and we love it when you participate. So join us anytime at your leisure, especially if you hear something from one of our guest segments and you want to know more, we'll get the answers for you. Join us any number of cool, easy ways. Perhaps one of the easiest these days is to visit our website at intotomorrow.com. And on the right-hand side, lower right, depending on if you're on a phone versus a computer, you'll see a little Ask Dave microphone button. Click that. And on any device with a browser and a microphone, 
you can ask Dave. Have make a comment, ask a question, help another listener, whatever the case. Or, of course, you can use the audio option on the free Into Tomorrow app available wherever you get your apps. Or the old-fashioned way still works. Do you use your phone as a phone? Some, some people do. You can call 800-899-INTO anytime, 24-7. The pandemic changed consumers' preferences and retailers' approach, for that matter, to commerce. Our next guest is here to talk about what's next for the industry. IBM Computer Center of Competency. He is a partner there. Carl Holler. Carl, welcome back into tomorrow. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Dave. How are you today? Doing fine, thank you. Glad to have you back with us. Uh, How do you think, in general, the pandemic has changed the way consumers shop? Certainly, we've talked over the years, the last couple of years, about so much more online, but what's your take on it these days? So, um, it's a great question, Dave, and we actually just completed a global study of 20,000 consumers in 28 countries around the world. So we've got a pretty good handle on what's been changing over the last couple of years. I would say. Um, One of the things we've seen is that shopping habits that many consumers adopted out of necessity, you know, 18 months ago, have now started to become normal or commonplace. One of those is something we call hybrid shopping. And that's shopping, actually, very similar to how you just described how consumers can get in touch with you. It's really any way you want. It might be an old-fashioned way, like going to the store and, you know, walking up and down the aisles and putting stuff in your basket and taking it home. It might be pure online, but increasingly it's stuff that blends the the in-store and the online, the Mm -hmm. physical and the digital. So maybe it's shopping online or on an app. But going to the store for pickup or going to the store to have it put in cur- in, in the trunk of your car, the curbside pickup method. Um, maybe you're in a store and you're buying things and you'll go ahead and complete your purchase there. But you have other things to do. You don't want to walk around with bags. You don't want to load them in your car. So you, you arrange to have all those things that you bought delivered to at a future time. Or maybe it's a, you know, a 60-inch TV that you can't fit in your car, <laughs> but you wanted to see what it looks like. And you want to go and get that, have that delivered from you, you know, later that day, the next day and a week, whenever is convenient. That's hybrid shopping in a nutshell. And great examples that I think all of our audience can relate to in many of the ways that you shared. What role do you think their preference for sustainability has played in, in all of the various folks' shopping decisions and, for that matter, brand preferences as well? Yeah, this is another thing that continues to go up. And, you know, I, we didn't ask this in our survey, but I have a hunch all of us sitting at home ordering online, getting those stacks of boxes showing up outside our door has made us really think more about sustainability. And we did find that um, almost two thirds of consumers in our study say they're willing to change their buying habits to reduce environmental impact. So sustainability is really top of mind. Half of consumers say they're willing to pay more for sustainable products and brands. And one of the things we also saw in our study is that there is a gap between what we will, what we say we'll do and what we actually do. Um, academics will call this the intention action gap, or sometimes it's called the say do gap. Hmm. And what we found is that with regard to sustainability, it's the same thing. So 
you know, we asked people, well, what would you do? Would you buy, would you pay more? You know, how much more would you pay? You know, and those are, those were really big numbers. We also asked them, tell me about your last shopping trip. And we found that despite the fact that over 60% of consumers, you know, are willing to change their, their habits or say they're willing to change their habits, less than one third said that sustainable products made up more than half their last purchase. You know, and that's when that, that intention action gap, you know, if you want to see it live and in action, you go to the grocery store and you see someone standing there, you know, looking at the gallon jugs of milk. You've got the regular milk, you know, near me, regular milk might be three to $4 a gallon. And then you've got the organic milk and organic milk might be $5, maybe even $6 a gallon, depending on the brand. That intention action gap is me thinking, hey, I'm a good person, I'm sustainable, I recycle, I compost, I want to shop sustainability, but I can't quite get over the hump of paying an extra dollar for a gallon of milk. Yeah. Um, and that's that tension, and we all go through that with lots of products. And for some people, and again, this was something we studied in our survey, for some people, it, it it has to be the same price, has to be the same quality, has to be the same selection. They won't they won't make that choice. But almost half of consumers, this is a group, it's 44% of consumers around the world, largest segment we studied. Um, we call them purpose-driven consumers. Um, and this has grown greatly in the last couple of years. Um, they choose products and brands based primarily based on how well those brands and products align with their own personal values. Um, for these consumers, a lot of that intention action gap can be closed by giving them more and better information. Tell them how the products were made. Tell the story. Show me the farmer. Show me the cow, if it's, if it's in the case of milk. Tell me what makes the good this product sustainable. Tell me how my purchase, how my spending that extra dollar makes a difference. Maybe it makes a difference to the company, to a community, to an individual worker or farmer. Maybe it makes a difference to the planet. You know, help help make it real to me. And for those purpose-driven consumers, that's often enough to get them over the edge, um, tip the balance, I should say, toward making a sustainable purchase. I like your examples, Carl. I can I can almost see instead of uh, you know a lost child on the side of a carton, I can see Bessie the cow, and the milk in this carton came from me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, exactly. but I can exactly. see how or, yeah that would or it's a it's a you know it's a barcode or a QR code yeah. that, that a video pops up on your phone and you and you hear the story about the farm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all those things are very possible now. Yeah. Now, of course, we hear a lot lately about supply chain and and more to meet demands and so forth. I'm wondering, how are the retailers changing the customer experience? Yeah. So we've seen, you know, more innovation across retail, across customer experience, across supply chain. Say we've seen more innovation in the last two years than we've seen in the 20 years that came before it. You know, the one of the themes that we talk to uh, talk to our clients about is is an idea that says, look, you've got to embrace the and. You can't live in an or world, in a world where you're always making these trade offs. You can't just be, you know, uh, uh, low cost and efficient, or you can be agile but at a high cost. You've got to figure out ways to do both because the 
the consumer is demanding everything. In fact, the title of our study is Consumers Want It All. Um, and it's really up to retailers and brands to deliver that. And increasingly, and you know, good thing for IBM, increasingly that's coming through uh, better leverage of technology. Very interesting. And obviously, since we're both very much into technology, what role has tech played in that transformation? And it's, it's played, I can't think of a role that technology hasn't played. Good, me either. Um, <laughs> because, it, you know, and, and, I, and I, I see your show, and, you know, I know you cover a lot of technology, and you're probably up to speed on, and your listeners are probably up to speed on things like, you know, AI and blockchain and virtual reality and 5G and IoT and crypto, you know, and all those things that, frankly, to most consumers are just buzzwords. Yes. Um, what I what we see happening now, and, and IBM is really betting on this, uh, on a lot of this, on AI, on hybrid cloud, on a lot of these next-gen technologies, what we believe is that at least for larger businesses, these new technologies that most really didn't exist in any big way five years ago, if we play it five years forward, they're going to be as commonplace as things like spreadsheets, email, and PowerPoint are today. Wow. And they're not just going to be technology. They're going to be connected to how we as humans work, you know, saving us time and effort in our jobs and, you know, frankly, delivering things that we used to watch in, you know, shows like Star Trek 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. And we've already begun seeing some of those things. And it's like those of us that are old enough to hearken back and say, oh, my gosh, <laughs> we actually right. saw that so many years ago, and it's now coming to fruition. Uh, what do you think, Carl, consumers actually want? I mean, you've had such an extensive survey. It always amazes me. But what do you think consumers want from retailers and brands this year, now that we're into this new year? You know, I think... Again, we titled the study "Consumers Want It All." Yeah. They they want they want everything. Now, the interesting thing is that all isn't the same. You know, your wanting it all is not the same as my wanting it all. And one of the things I think consumers are getting frustrated at is all of this information that we enter in on brands' websites and that we tell people when we're in a, talking to them on the phone in a contact center or that. We tell them in the store and all our purchase history. And yet for many, you know, the shopping experience isn't any more personalized and it doesn't feel any more individualized. And some of the stores are still out of stock on the same stuff every week. Yeah. And and we just wish like this could be better. And I think it's a lot of that connecting of the dots of information um, that that consumers are expecting. You know, how many times have you said to someone, look, I'm in your system. But the, the reality is for many retailers and brands, it's not a system, it's 20 systems. And so bringing that information together to make better decisions for consumers, to make better decisions for employees and workers, and just better operations and a more well-run company, that, that's where we see a lot of this going. Wow. Enlightening as always, Carl Holler. Great to have you with us again. Always look forward to chatting with you. Partner with IBM Consumer Center of Competency. You can visit the site where this goes into a lot more detail about how consumer demands are shifting. Check out IBM.com slash IBV, as in Institute for business value. We'll get you there, too, when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Carl, thanks again so much for joining us. 
Thanks, Dave. Great to be with you. And we're back with more as Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com to start your free trial. We welcome you back into tomorrow. On air, online, on now. Wow. And we are on now, not only on your favorite local radio station, if you're listening that way, we hope you are, but also on our free podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, because we're everywhere. Are we not? We are. We're everywhere. You just can't hide from us, or we can't hide from you, or I don't know, something like that. And, of course, also our 24-7 stream, which you can pick up at intotomorrow.com, or even better, at your leisure, from the Into Tomorrow app that is free in your favorite app store. Yes. And you can listen anytime, like while you're driving. We stream the last seven weeks' worth of shows. So if you hear us say, Merry Christmas, well, that may have been within that seven weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever the case. Anyway, welcome back Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast. It'll be easy for most Into Tomorrow listeners. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to blubrry.com. Blueberry without the ease. There you go. You can do that. Brad in Tyler, Texas, listens on KTBB AM and FM. Hey, Brad. I currently have a phone that is needing to be upgraded, and I'm thinking about going to a wearable only and not even having a phone. Mm. Are there any wearables like watches that are all-encompassing where that would be an easy transition to make? I text a lot and use my phone quite a bit. Well, Brad, yes and no. <laughs> Sorry to be so vague, but you can get watches that can have their own mobile connection and they are able to send text messages and make voice calls or even do things like stream music or make NFC payments. There are several problems, though. Their mobile plans typically assume that they're an add-on to a phone's plan. So you'll need to tack your watch onto something or someone's phone in order to get it. Now, making calls and responding to texts using your voice works reasonably well, but it's a pain if you do it day to day. Think about how many times you text someone back in a crowded environment. Do you really want to be dictating all of your responses aloud to your wrist? Yeah, especially if you're dictating, you know, something that's uh, not for public. Well, hearing. yeah, like Happy Valentine's Day, honey. Yeah. Uh, people around you are going to go, oh, that must be nice. Yeah. Uh, you'll also most likely want to carry Bluetooth earbuds with you at all times. Now, they're not strictly necessary, but trying to have a phone call with a speaker and a microphone at your wrist is not great. Um, again, you'll be broadcasting your call to everyone around you, but also in louder environments, it'll be hard to hear what the other person is saying. Now, you'd be better off with a $30 Android phone or even a flip phone than an expensive wearable if what you want really is to just make phone calls and text. And, and I got to tell you, Brad, I remember many years ago, my very first smartwatch, I took my first call on it, walking into a Target. 
It, my watch rang, and I lifted my wrist and spoke into my wrist to answer. People were staring at me. It was really funny. It was like I'm turning around, and people were like following me around. How's he doing that? Because they weren't very popular then. It was the very first one. And it was cool, except that I had to prop my arm up the whole time. I was putting it on my shoulder so I could actually talk into the phone. So you want to think about those kinds of things as well. Let us know what you end up doing and how it works out for you. It'll help other listeners all the way into tomorrow.com. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. As Into Tomorrow continues, and of course, we hope you didn't miss any of our three hours. If so, visit us at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. And when you visit us at intotomorrow.com, if the Internet gods are with us, you should see a little red box pops up. Well, it's red and white, I think. Asking only for your email address. And that's because that's all we need. We don't share it with anyone. We don't spam you. But that gets you signed up for our free once a week tech newsletter. And you will want it, I I promise you. But then watch your email. Check your spam filters just in case as well, because you'll get a subsequent email that says, okay, click here and you're in. It's a double opt-in program because we don't spam people. So someone else can't put in your email address. You can. You see what I'm saying? That's how that works. And you do that again at intotomorrow.com. We've got plenty of tech news. I know. Go figure. We let you know all the cool stuff that's available for giveaway when you participate in any given week, like a bunch of cool stuff we brought back from CES this year. And we have things like Beth's Tech Tip. Yeah, many people these days have smartphones loaded with photos and videos that you wouldn't want to lose. Thanks to today's technology, uh, there are many ways to ensure your memories are never lost. And Verizon decides to only offer three-year contracts. Buy a phone outright or sign up for a 36-month contract and spread the cost. Great. It's another reason why I'm not on Verizon. But we tell you all about it in this week's free Into Tomorrow tech newsletter. Oh, we also let you know who's on the show every week. And the ever-popular hmm thoughts to make you smile. Again, sign up with only your email address at intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Into Tomorrow.